Do you feel like your social media growth has halted online? Or maybe are you just not too sure how to continue to scale the good things that you've started? Well, today I wanna to share three foundational steps that the early church used to grow and how you can use these same principles to grow your reach online. You've got a dream to glorify God and make your mark on the world. Maybe you wanna grow a business, start a ministry, or become a better servant leader. Whichever level in life you wanna hit, I believe that God's calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. So join me as I document my journey to learn how to grow an online ministry in ways that are effective, biblical, and aren't stuffed with complicated religious or business mumbo jumbo. My name is Alec Hassan, and welcome to the Digital Ministry Mastermind Podcast. Hey, what is going on, Current Christian family? It is Alec here, and I'm just really excited to be here with you in this next episode. So this episode, we'll see how it's going to go lengthwise. I really want to give you guys a lot of value in this. So please don't hate me if it gets kind of heady at points, but you know, I really wanted to make sure I was giving you some great stuff. Now, I won't be going in depth on the various aspects of church history. I know in the title, I talk about how it's like the same three steps that the early church used to grow their church. Um, but, you know, I, I plan to just like kind of simply paint an overview of the same tactics that Paul used to help establish Christianity as one of, you know, the most popular beliefs in the world. You know, I'm just saying Jesus is pretty awesome. <laughs> anyway, so the strategies that I'll be talking about will not only help grow your communities online, but it will scale them as well. And, you know, be sure to stick around to the end of this episode as I will be talking about how you can find the best platform that will bring you a lot of followers and will also help you find your most ideal customers fast. So here are the three foundational steps to growing your reach online and making a bigger impact in the lives of your ideal customers or audience. So first thing you need to understand is this. Number one, don't try to create customers or followers. It's like, wait, don't try to create customers. Isn't that what you're talking about? No, no, no. Sure. You want to get customers, get followers, but you don't want to create them. Simply put yourself in front of them. You know, I talked about this point in a you know, previous episode, but when it comes to getting people to maybe your church website or your ministry social media page, it isn't about trying to create customers or followers. The goal is to find them and simply direct some of them to your page. You know, when Paul was doing his ministry, he made an effort to put himself in areas that already had a lot of people in them. Clearly, <laughs> you know, rarely if ever do we read about Paul sharing good news to people on vacant roads or barren deserts. You know, what we see Paul, what we see Paul do is he goes to the most well-populated cities like Ephesus so that he will be in front of people who are already there. And, you know, we should be doing the same online. You know, what are the high traffic places for you, for, you know, for your customers or your audience, it might be Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, you know, and, you know, you could be like Paul and go on these platforms that already have millions and even billions of people. And, you know, it's like these platforms are already congregating a lot of people. So you just have to go there to be in front of them. And it's like, oh, of course, Alec, you know, you make it sound so easy. Of course, that's just all you got to do. But yeah, I know it's a little more complicated than that. And uh, so just bear me out. Just bear with me for here for a second, because if you aren't too sure which platform you want to use, you know, obviously don't try to use all of them at once. You're just going to wear yourself out. And, you know, 
at the end of this episode, I'll actually talk about which platform might be best for you. So before you start making profiles on any platform, you should understand this next step. The second step is you gotta establish yourself in one place before moving on to another. So when we read about Paul's ministry, we often overlook the time frame of his travels. You know, since reading one letter and then moving on to the next is as easy as just kind of flipping a few pages, you know, we lose sight of the time frame between Paul's writings, which can often spread out for like multiple years. So you see, when Paul was writing to the people in Ephesus, for example, he spent like three years ministering there before he ever wrote the letter of Ephesians. And the reason why Paul would stay so long in one area before moving on to the next was so that he could do a few things. And the main one was, you know, he'd understand the area, he'd understand the culture and the people there. And another is that he'd establish a relationship with them there before trying to move on to another area. Because when he does that, guess what? He's going to have to build even more relationships with those people in those new places. So Paul was able to speak to the hearts of the people because he actually knew the people. He was also able to speak to the people in a language that they understood because he understood the lingo that the people spoke. So for example, it's believed that the analogies that Paul used in his letters were more than just, you know, some super creative ways of trying to get his point across. You know, he didn't use analogies to just uh, sound smart, you know? I'm well, I'm sure maybe a little bit, but anyway, Paul wrote about things like running the race, putting on the armor of God, or even winning the good fight. And he did this because the people he wrote to could connect with that message. You know, the readers understood the mechanics of racing. So when he was writing that to the people, he knew the people reading it probably were good runners. They literally liked watching running or something like that. And the significance of like putting on the armor of God, you know, people were familiar with that and the strategy to winning in battles. They were like, oh, this makes sense. It's rooted in something that I understand, you see? So these analogies were something that made foreign concepts feel closer to home for these people who never knew God. But the only reason and like the only way that Paul was able to craft such impactful messages was because he understood the culture and the people who he was writing to. And I'm sure you've encountered this feeling where maybe you used a new app and found yourself confused just by the terminology or, or the layout of the whole thing. Or maybe you've gone to like a new restaurant. So let's say, you know, you normally get coffee at Dunkin' Donuts and then you decide, hey, I'm going to try Starbucks out for once. And then you find yourself asking like, what in the world is a vente? And, you know, do you guys offer anything in small? It's like, what? So it's like literally a new language when you go in there. So when you're picking a platform on social media to publish your material on, you are essentially picking a place for your ministry to live. And when you pick that location, you need to understand the culture and the people in it so that you can better minister and impact the people on that platform. But, you know, doing that takes time. You know, imagine the frustration and the stress of moving to an area, staying there for a week and then moving on to a new area while also still trying to write and minister to people from the previous location and then just like keep that pattern going for a couple months. You know, just imagine how overwhelming that would feel and how underwhelming your impact would actually be. So if Paul, if Paul needed to spend years to truly understand the culture and lingo 
of the people group where he was living, you know, we too got a plan to spend at least like a single year on one social media platform in order to master it before just adding another one to our to-do list. Like I, for one, plan to spend an entire year doing these podcasts before I even attempt to master another platform. And the reason why is because, I mean, yeah, it's the same reason why Paul spent years in the same location. You know, I want to know what kind of content podcasters listen to and enjoy. And I want to make episodes that podcast websites promote to my ideal audience. And, you know, I want to create just like the best overall experience for people who end up finding these episodes. But the only way I can do this is if my focus is on podcasts and nothing else. So third and final strategy is this. You got to learn from the best of the best. Now, this might not sound groundbreaking at first, but hear me out. In the Bible, Paul was a fairly you know, new follower of Jesus when he accepted sharing good news with the Gentiles, but he was also a very well-educated Jewish man. In fact, Paul repeatedly points out in his letters about his superior education and quote-unquote righteous standing amongst the Jewish community there, and this world-class education was meant to equip, like it's really cool. So like Paul grew up around influential and well-spoken well -spoken individuals like his entire life. So when it came time for him to apply his smarts and like public speaking skills, he was able to just like, bam, plant church churches and just start teaching lessons and uh, you know continue to just impact people. But Paul was fortunate enough to have learned those skills that were not only needed to expand his ministry and impact on the world, but like he had public speaking skills and an understanding of Roman and Jewish law and culture, which you know was crucial for his ability to spread the good news. Now, fortunately for us, we don't have as many restrictions as Paul did. You know, we're blessed to have multiple, multiple mediums to share our messages on, whereas like Paul only had two. He could either speak to people face to face or write letters to them. But you know, we could do animated videos, comics, cartoons, letters, podcasts. It's like like the it's 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 very like it's limitless. But if we're to master a social media platform in the same way that Paul mastered public speaking or even writing, you know, we need to seek guidance from the best. So what does this look like? Well, I don't mean like hire a social media agency or work your way into being mentored by the top influencers in your industry. And I mean, although that wouldn't be a bad thing, but <laughs> what I mean is that you should follow the influencers who are winning on social media. So whatever platform you wanna be using, find out who's doing the best on that platform and try to like follow what they're doing essentially like well i mean you could literally follow them you know on social media subscribe whatever like but like monitor their posts use what you see to inspire you for how you should structure your own content and i'm not talking about like copying i'm talking about learning the practices that they use and applying it to your own so who are the top experts who are the top influencers in your market 
that are on that specific social media platform that you want to use. And like pretty much ask yourself, like who on this platform has quote unquote, like figured it out, you know, who has identified the customers that you want to share your product or your service, your ministry, your message to. And after you find and follow each of, you know, these influencers and experts, you got to ask yourself, like, what are they posting? Um, how are they getting people to engage with their posts? You know, what paid ads are they running? Are they running any ads? You know, and when you study these people's content, you know, I want you to notice the patterns of what's working right now and model it for your posts. You know, try to look at the most trending hashtags and the most popular posts in those trending hashtags for your market. Because by doing, by doing it like this, you are pretty much ensuring that your pages will remain relevant and pretty much will always be at like the cutting edge of what's trending on that platform. You know, if like if you go buy a book talking about how to do well on Instagram, but the book was published back in uh, 2012, it's like, I'm sorry, it's very out of date now. <laughs> but since you're examining the patterns of what popular channels are currently doing, you know, if something new is introduced and it results in a lot of traffic coming to the pages who are doing that thing, then, you know, I bet that those popular pages will be one of the first people to really start implementing it and mastering it. And if you're studying the models of these people's channels and you're applying what they do to your own channel, then this means you'll be like right there alongside them, kind of reaping the rewards that come from being the first one who's able to like implement the new stuff that these social media platforms are are rolling out. Now, you might still be wondering like, okay, this sounds great, but like what platform should I do? You know, what what which one would would which one would be best for my ministry? Like if I'm going to be devoting an entire year to one platform, I want to make sure it's the right one. And you know, that's an important question and it sure is an important decision to make, especially, you know, if you're going to plan a whole year to do it to just trying to master that platform. So to help you pick the best social media platform that's best for you, I'm going to describe the types of content that work, that at least I found works best for each platform. So if you're interested in using Facebook, then your main focus should really be posting about like current events, you know, your own personal stories or using Facebook Live. You know, from what I've heard from different experts who are doing really well on Facebook right now, the Facebook algorithm tends to really favor people going live on the platform. Like, I don't know why. So, but you know, if you want to boost your exposure and view and viewership, then going live is definitely the way to do it on, on Facebook. Plus, um, Facebook also prefers people to post native on their content. And if you're like, what does native mean? Well, like native basically means that they would rather you upload a video or write a blog post on their site rather than doing it on another site and then just like posting the link in your Facebook status or something like that. You know, Facebook basically just wants people to stay on Facebook. So if you're posting links that bring people to another site, um, Facebook's not going to be too quick to promote that post as much as they would if you wrote the blog post on there if you or if you uploaded the video on there. And also, you know, a lot of people post about their personal lives and thoughts on Facebook, which means, you know, the type of content you post, it when it's on Facebook, it really should feel like you are inviting people 
into your personal life too. So if that doesn't sound like you, then what about Instagram? So Instagram, it also favors content that feels personal in nature, but for businesses, ministries, and personal brands, you definitely want to post content that gives like maybe more of like a behind the scenes type of feel to your audience. You know, people love learning about the things you do behind the scenes and Instagram is a great platform to do that on. And with the ability to go live on there or post videos, photos, and you know, the content doesn't even have that thing where it goes away after 24 hours. I mean, you could do that as well. Um, like honestly, like it gives you a lot that you can do with just a single app. But if you would like to get more professional with like the video production aspect of things, and of course, you know, boom, YouTube, <laughs> that might be much closer to what you're looking for. But the main benefit with YouTube is that it's essentially a search engine. You know, you could imagine like when people are like, oh, look for an answer, you know, what do they say? They say Google it. And that's what a lot of people do on YouTube. They go on there to search for answers. So if you offer information that is kind of like how-to-ish in nature, or if you're able to adapt your content into like a how-to, uh, five tips to whatever type of format, then you're you're going to be able to like beautifully leverage that social, uh, that search engine functionality that's on YouTube. But let's say, you know, you like doing instructional content, but you're a bit camera shy, you know, you don't, <laughs> not too tech savvy, then maybe writing blogs, you know, blogs are a great way to get content out there, especially if it's like informational in, in nature, you know, and this content, you know, it's going to be like, kind of like a how-to style since you'll be leveraging basically like Google and Bing. Um, I don't think people use Yahoo really <laughs> anymore, but you know, typically blogs, they're like longer forms of content that's structured in like a list format. So think about it of like, you know, top 10 list or blogs or talk about the seven steps to achieving something that you desire, or, you know, whatever. So, you know, these lists, they should be filled with examples and they go into detail in order to like provide as much value as you can. And then lastly, saving the best for last. No, <laughs> uh, but the last thing I got on here is, is podcasts. So if you have a voice that kind of can keep people feeling engaged, then this might be the platform for you. You know, podcasts are also a great place to conduct interviews and post episodes that house conversations with experts on particular topics. And podcasts also tend to be like the least involved from a technical angle, um, but are, they're definitely more difficult to attract an audience to since most podcast platforms, to be honest, they kind of like lack like a, like a social feed similar to like Facebook or Instagram. However, if you have some interesting things that you like to talk about and you have an interesting voice, then this might be the platform for you. And for example, when it comes to tech, I am literally using my iPhone headphones, the ones with the cable that came with it. I don't know what it is. I've tried other mics. Uh, this one just, it does the best for me. You know, when it comes down to me upgrading a microphone, I think I'll do that, but for now, it's literally just my phone and headphones. So I want to know what platform will you choose to house your ministry in? And hey, if you liked any of the content in this episode, then please, I ask you to subscribe. And if you think that the content from this or any other prior episodes might be helpful to a friend or family member, then I invite you to share this with them. Because hey, God is calling all of us towards something greater than where we are now. I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. 
Are you a Christian leader looking to develop the skills needed to maximize the fruitfulness in your daily walk with Christ? Do you want to overcome the burden of not living life to the fullest and fully step into your God-given calling? If you do, then you should get a copy of my book, Planting Your Purpose, a 20-day guide to discover God's calling. It's not just another devotional book. Planting Your Purpose is your 20-day guide that will provide you with the strategies, tools, and insights to turn things around immediately. You will learn how to avoid the top five mistakes Christians make when pursuing their calling in life. You'll develop more joy in your walk with Jesus and unlock the secrets to mastering integrity. And by the end of 20 days, not only will you know your calling, but you'll have an even greater sense of fulfillment and confidence in your life. Everywhere, Christians are raving about this amazing new guide to discover their God-given calling. Get your copy by clicking the link in the show notes or by going to plantingyourpurpose.com. That's plantingyourpurpose.com.